Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing the sometimes confronting issue of dealing with debt and getting your finances back on track. My name is Lucy Good, and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog that covers everything for your single mother journey. We have a single mum only anonymous forum, ebooks and e-courses, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. And it can all be found completely free on my website, beanstalkmums.com.au. But right now for this podcast, I have great pleasure in chatting to a true expert in this field. That person being the supervisor of the National Debt Helpline, Deborah Naylor. Um, and I'll tell you a bit about Deborah before she comes on and chats to us. She's been working in the financial counselling sector for about 20 years, a long time. <laughs> She's got a passion for helping people navigate difficult financial situations and assisting them in taking back control of their finances. The National Debt Helpline, if you've not heard of it, is a free and confidential telephone financial counselling service. It offers information, advice and options to those who are experiencing financial hardship or simply wanting some guidance on creditor issues. Deborah's ex extensive experience, bit of a tongue twister there, uh, in the financial counselling sector has seen her working across different not-for-profit organisations and varying levels of government. So we're in fantastic hands with this chat. Um, on a personal note, Deborah has been a single parent for 20 years, meaning that she's got a great understanding and appreciation of the stress and the financial implications it can bring. <laughs> I, I, I laugh slightly hysterically at that, being a single parent myself. Um, on a fun note, Deborah enjoys a good zombie movie or series because you never know where your next survival tip will come from. <laughs> I love that, Deborah, and a big warm welcome to the Beanstalk podcast. Thank you, Lucy. It's a pleasure. Um, we, um, I've been excited to do this. I've always been a fan of the single mum sites and um, yes, I've had personal experience, as I've said before, in this matter. Yeah, so it, that, well, what I'm actually going to say to you, Deborah, obviously I didn't choose you to come on this podcast because you're a single parent. It was because, exactly. <laughs> it was because you've got such an extensive knowledge around the topic that we're talking about, um, in particular debt and, and, I want, and the helpline itself. But I really do feel like I've landed on my feet by being able to chat to what I would call a seasoned single mum, someone like myself who's been a single mum for a long time. So you're able to help us um, really in, um, in the unique way that single parents need that support. Um, and our financial challenges are so different to those of partner parents. But I'd like to start on a high, on a good note. Um, it's not all bad news and there are some advantages. One of those being that we have complete control of our, our money. Would you agree that that's a good thing for us in some ways? Totally, Lucy. Um, you've got that... Um independence and to be able to work through that in your own budget even though the budget might be a bit scary to start with you've got that control again and then you um, once you've reached out and spoken to different people from different sectors you can really get your life back on track and it's living within your means um, 
we know that, um, don't want to be political, but um, insufficient income sometimes comes through just being on pension, but um, pension payments. So, mm. Mm. Um, that can be a big struggle, but there are, there are ways. And yes, the independence that you have over your finances and control is uh, quite liberating. It is. Yeah, I've certainly found it liberating. Once I managed to get the support to get back on track, as you say, it was like, well, it's all me now. I can do what I want. And that was a great feeling. So I'm, I'm glad we just mentioned that because there are some advantages um, to the financial challenges as a single parent. So I've put them out there to, to get us onto a higher note. But I've got some questions for you. Are you ready to go with those, Deborah? I believe so, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so, look, unfortunately, there's a lot of shame and embarrassment around debt, which is why so many people find it hard to reach out for help. Um, alongside this, being in debt can have a negative impact in so many areas of our lives. Can you just talk us through how debt can affect us and how to break free of this difficult mindset? Well, I have always felt for a long time and, and, and still today in our society, there's um, ongoing stigma that being in debt equals bad money management. Mm. I believe it's not the case. Um, it can be just circumstances, uh, different financial um, obligations at different intervals in your life, separation, illness, and so working through those with the help of a financial counsel or speaking with the National Debt Helpline can help you get on top of that. And I'd like to assure people that they're not alone. It's more common in the community than we know. And there are options for people to resolve in debt. In resolving debt so. Yeah. And I, I think sometimes just that first chat, actually picking up the phone and saying to somebody, it's almost like a conf confessional saying to somebody, I've got this problem and some, for somebody to just to come back and say, that's okay, we, we can help you with it. Must be hugely helpful just being able to put it out there and know that there is support. Yes, I mean, we often get calls from the um, people uh, and, and, and a lot of, quite a few single parents ringing and they just want some information on what are their options. And after doing that, as you say, confessional, but just stating what the debts are, that there is a relief mm. um, that the clients express that I just needed to tell someone that thank you for listening. Mm. Um, but speaking with an, uh, someone from the National Helpline is the first step in regaining financial control. The more as a community we talk about services like the National Debt Helpline Financial Counselling, I hope that the stigma is reduced in the community, mm. that it's not your fault, it's the circumstances that happened to you at that time and how to go through them. Yeah, having that stigma makes it extremely difficult. But I think what we can take definitely from this first question and your brilliant answer is the first thing you need to do is pick up the phone and talk to somebody um, and there's a number of advantages to doing that. You find out, um, you, feel, you feel good that you shared it, um, you feel good that there's support and you're given a number of options. And I'd like to just talk about those options in my next question to you, um, because when somebody actually gives you some options, it's 
it, with any problem that you've got, it's actually reassuring because not only are, are people suggesting there are ways to navigate your issue, but there's a number of different ways. Um, and, and, and that's quite empowering because you get to choose what's right for you. So can you just talk us through what some of these op options are when it comes to finding solutions to debt? Well, first of all, make that contact with the National Debt Helpline or a financial counselling service. Um, it's about engaging with your creditors and with the National Debt Helpline that can help you with some of the questions um, or statements you might want to make to, to your creditors. Um, we can um, talk through what letters or correspondence have you received from your creditors, the importance of those letters, is there any urgency in relation to those correspondence? Because some have timelines and, you know, we can give you information on where you may sit with the information you give us in regard to that urgency. We can give information on bankruptcy, debt, part nine debt agreements, alternative options. Um, an example is an informal repayment arrangement, advantages and disadvantages requesting a monitorium with your creditors, which is um, currently like what the banks are doing in it now, an extension with no repayments. Mm -hmm. We could also ask for interest, uh, late fees and charges to be waived during this period and, and work ongoing with the client if that's required. Um, give information on ATO debts mm -hmm. and release from ATO debts. Uh, people may have queries in relation to their Centrelink entitlements or a Centrelink debt, which can be resolved. Um, and so don't fear those debts. Um, early release of superannuation, advantages and disadvantages, under what criteria you can access superannuation. They can also give information, which is important for emergency relief, just to that kickstart up. So you might be in a really difficult situation, but you just need, might need that little bit of a helping hand up and that can just take a bit of stress off. So they're all important services. Yeah, um, We're all trained and we're really open to listening. So if you've got a half hour conversation with some background stories, sometimes you've got to tell your story as well to fully understand. And financial counsellors can sort of listen to what you're saying identify those key issues that are important to you and then give you options in relation to that. Look, there's so much support that you mentioned there, which is, is really brilliant to know that for people to know that it's out there. I'm just going to pick up on two of the things that you said, because they um, one of the things you talk about the correspondence. I know that a lot of single parents who are in dispute with their ex-partner um, and they're dealing with lawyers and they're going through what I call the crisis period, which is you know, quite a horrible time. You're receiving a, a piece of correspondence from somebody else's lawyer um, can be really, really scary. You know, you're having your, you, you just open the post in the morning, you've got the, kid, the kids at the breakfast table and you open up a letter from a lawyer, which is quite threatening or that's sort of similar to the kind of letters you can get in regard to finance. And they they really scare you sometimes. And you don't actually understand what they mean, which makes them even more scary. So being able to give somebody a call and say, look, I've received this letter and I don't understand it. And, and for somebody to be able to put some sense around it and perhaps to say, look, don't worry, 
this is what it actually means it's you know and, it, and then it becomes less threatening so having that option to speak to people about the correspondence that you can sometimes receive and how to move on from that is wonderfully helpful especially as a single parent who hasn't got another partner to say hey what should we do with this yes we get a uh, we the national data online does get a few calls just about what does this mean what have i received and often it's not as threatening as mm. people perceive in the first yes. place so it does offer a great relief and as you say it's just sharing that with um, someone else and and having that okay take a deep breath and this yes. steps i can take yeah exactly right and i think for um, single parents to know that that's something they can do if they do receive a letter, try to stay calm and, and give the National Debt Helpline a call to get some support and some understanding because um, with understanding comes power and we can move forward more successfully. But the other thing I wanted to mention in relation to the things that um, you wonderful people do for us is um, that you help us with Centrelink entitlements and debts. And I know there's a lot of confusion and worry around that. And sometimes people really struggle to get hold of Centrelink or um, they, you know, they don't get the they don't get an answer that they understand from Centrelink. And I'm not putting Centrelink down in any way because I think they do an incredible service themselves. But um, it's knowing that there is somebody else they can go to in relation to Centrelink debts. They can come and have a chat with the National Debt, Debt Helpline, and that's something really important to put out there as well. And something I can share with any single mums I come across who are who are desperately looking for support in that area. Um, but look, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on because this is all such important information. I want to make sure that we include everything. But there are situations that affect people's lives and make their finances even harder to manage. And you mentioned when you're answering my last question, you know, about emergency relief, etc. But can you just tell us what's considered as a complex situation um, and how the National Debt Helpline can help them? Well, with single parents, as, um, as you say, for that crisis period, there can be quite a few complex situations. Um, it's because there's joint debts, there can be um, mortgages, threatening of losing the house, all of those. So it becomes quite complex and you're dealing with two parties. Um, I believe that it seems complex to one person and maybe straightforward for another and mm. vice versa, mm. depending on your capacity to pay. So mm. an example of a complex case is when a person has multiple creditors unsecured, which I would call as a financial counsellor, credit cards, personal loans, but there's secured loans like home loans or a home loan. So there's a lot of people now that may be separating that are single now and they've got residential home problem, marital home, if you want to say that, or the, the home that they're living in, and they have investment properties. But there's joint debts. There could be um, a part of a business, a small business, uh, they're, not, they're a director. So that would be more complex. 
And we could give, the National Dental Helpline would give a bit of information on that, but we'd probably refer through to a face-to-face -face financial counsellor, so all documentations to be, can be given, and that ongoing support, which could take a few months. I've had um, cases where a client had um, been working full-time, had a medical episode, unable to work for six months, was able to organise with the financial institution. These were unsecured, a moratorium for six months. But unfortunately, at the end of the six months, the client wasn't able to go back to work. So the financial council was able to uh, request a debt waiver on exceptional circumstances, which was done. And it was a reasonable, substantial amount. Mm. But at least the client going forward had felt she'd done the best she could in, in resolving her debt, which ended up in a, a debt waiver. So. It varies with people. Some people can offer full and final settlements towards debt because they've got assets if they're not returning to work. It may be ATO debt with a family court proceeding underway where there's a third party, the bank as a, as a party of the family law. So this, these could be very complicated and very stressful times and anxious times for people. But working with a financial counsellor, one initially with a National Debt Helpline, referring to a financial counselling service, and those financial counsellors will walk hand in hand with you or in your step, mm. steps through all those negotiating periods. So that stress sometimes can be taken away by the financial counsellor. Because when, when you're emotive about a debt, it's personally belongs, and I can say from my own experience, Lucy, that if, if I have a debt and, and I don't feel like I'm being hurt, I'm a lot more emotional about when I'm speaking to that creditor than I am if I'm not attached to that debt emotionally. So that's where the support and the knowledge of the financial counsel around that debt and your entitlement, but they're also not emotionally attached to that debt. So they re respond differently in a professional way, which gives you a good outcome. Mm. Yeah. Is that what you're well, yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, it is totally about getting, it's almost like understanding a different language and being yes. able to get some, I love the term that you used, walk hand in hand. So you've got somebody who's got the knowledge that you really need to be able to move forward. And, you know, something that actually comes to mind when you were talking is, um, I'm a fan of Scott Pape, the Barefoot Investor, and I, I know he's always mentioning the National Debt Helpline, but one of the things he provides in his book is just a simple set of wording to use if you're trying to get a better rate on your mortgage or, you, you know, sometimes people just don't know the words to use. And of course we don't because we've all got our certain skill set and we all work in different areas. And sometimes it can be so nerve wracking having to approach these people who they, they know all the tricks in the book, they know the language. And if you don't, it's terribly frightening. But I suppose speaking to somebody and getting that counselling service from the National Debt Helpline and being given the language to use when, you, when you're um, talking to all these people that um, you're worried about and having those financial terms can be extremely helpful moving forward. Um, so it's just great to know that there's somebody you can go to to find out the language that you need and what to say and as you say to walk hand in hand with you through the problems. It's, it's, if, if people get the information on the options as we said before you get empowered because it, you, you may choose this option one two and three for example but you make that decision 
and then it gives you time while it is you know being decided and going through the election to think about where you are and better prepare you when you're speaking to the creditors mm. so you're in that position of um empowerment of power yeah yeah yes and so you speak differently and you um are able to resolve things differently. It, it, it comes across quite a bit with uh, financial counselling mm. that it may not be the outcome you thought you were going to go into, but by looking at all the options, having time to think, and then coming back to the financial counsellor about how you want to proceed, you, the, the client has expressed that they've always felt very comfortable in that decision, knowing they've tried their best and this is the best that they can do. Yeah, and that's just hugely helpful. And I guess the creditors on the other end of the phone can probably tell, they, they can tell how much knowledge you've got. Um, and if they can see that you're quite comfortable and confident and you know where you stand, um, they're probably going to treat you with more respect as well um, in, in some cases. Um, how you come yes. across is so important and it's how it makes you feel mentally after the phone call and, and how you feel you performed when you made that phone call. Um, and you, you might think, yeah, Oh, yeah, you know, I came across really well. I really was uh, clear in what I wanted, what, what the outcome, what I wanted the outcome to be. So that helps you in a mental capacity moving forward. So there's a lot to be learned that you can take into other areas of your life as well. Um, but moving yeah. on, because I've just got my eye on the clock. Um, you've mentioned this financial counselling, which is available on the National Debt Helpline website. Can you just Talk us through a little, a little in a bit more detail about how it all works. And if somebody's listening and thinking, I really feel that I need to get some of this counselling, how do I go about doing it? Well, the first step is to make contact with the National Debt Helpline. Uh, we're a friendly bunch of financial <laughs> counsellors from a lot of different backgrounds and experiences. Um, financial counselling is a free and confidential um, service that helps people wanting to resolve their financial difficulties. Uh, financial counselling, uh, financial counsel, sorry about that, have regular training to make sure their skills are up to date with current legislation. Counsellors will usually complete an income and expenditure to start with. I know it's boring a budget but and sometimes scary, but it's where you start. Mm -hmm. um, and prioritise the needs in relation to the financial hardship in conjunction with people that are speaking with them. Mm. Once assessment is complete, actions are discussed. Yeah. And that's jointly. This could be assisting the client to speak to creditors themselves, or a person may prefer financial counsellors to contact the creditors on their behalf, writing letters on to creditors on their behalf, or giving the person sample letters that they may mm -hmm. uh, wish to write themselves. Yeah, it can be good if the creditor is a little difficult to speak to for a person uh, that feels uncomfortable to do that themselves. By mm -hmm. allowing the financial counsellor to speak to the creditor, um, you um, may have that time to think, compose yourself, Often we can be speaking, a face-to-face -face financial counsellor can be speaking to a creditor while a person is in the office. So they hear the language. They know next time how to speak to the creditor or they 
always get a copy of the letter so they see the correspondence back to your point about using the right terminology. Yeah. Um, often uh, counsellors advocate on behalf of the client and I'm just saying that again because it can give that um, sense of I don't have to worry about this as one, especially for single parents, one thing off the plate and um, we'll deal with a more important issue, especially if you're going for family court, so that can be helpful there. It can be advocacy with the ATO, giving rights and uh, information entitlement, especially with small business now going down and as a single parent, you can be running your own business and because of COVID, there may be some issues with the ATO or, uh, and the financial counselling and the National Debt Helpline. Definitely give a lot of information over every week about in relation to um, ATO debts and releases from ATO debts. Mm. I mean, that is just an incredible service. And I just want to confirm with you and make sure I get the message across clearly. This is a non-bias, no expense service for people. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, because it's almost Free too to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We're not we not accept any funding from institutions, um, financial institutions. Uh, we are free and independent. So and and most financial counsellors again are very friendly and very passionate about being mm. a financial counsellor mm. and helping people through that difficult time. Yeah, and, and also the fact that, you know, people aren't going to be halfway through working through their um, debt or their financial challenges and suddenly have somebody try and sell something to them. You know, it's really refreshing to get that kind of support. And I've been speaking to quite a few people recently um, who are who do, you know, government services who offer this free advice and information. I just want to scream it from the rooftops for people because... If you're sitting at home and you've got money worries and you've got debt worries of any kind, there's so much support out there. And that just takes me back a little bit to um, the beginning of your answer. You mentioned a budget and how that can be quite scary. It was only a week or so ago that I actually had a chat with the brilliant money smart people, government run service. You can go on there and get support on doing your budget and then do it in such a way that it's really quite straightforward and it's not scary. So once you jump on board with one of these free services that are available to you. You'll often get pointed in the direction of other places and you'll be surrounded and protected and helped. Um, so I just wanted to make it clear that this amazing service, which you're talking about, is free. Um, so if anybody needs the support, reach out for it. Um, but I'm just going to, on my last question, which we've, we have got time for, um, it's because it is a really important one for single parents, some of whom are left with some debt from their partnership, which had very little or nothing at all to do with them. And this is a particularly hard situation to take on board. So have you got any specific advice for people who find themselves in this situation? Yes, it can be difficult, um, but definitely the National Debt Helpline and financial counsellors deal with these situations on a regular basis. It um, can be giving information and options to the clients or again, working with them side by side. Often um, these um, scenarios where there's um, debt that's flowed on to one party that they 
may not have even signed up for originally or fully understood the implications when the documents were signed. Mm. But there are options and resolutions to these. The National Debt Helpline often uh, have call, people call advising that they are single with debts in relation to previous partners. Mm. The options to deal with these debts can take a bit longer, as I said before, due to non-communication from the other party with financial institutions or with yourself. Or that may be a chosen thing by, by the person that has the debt not to have that communication for whatever reason, could be safety. Mm. There are yep. options. Safety, sorry, safety is such an important issue as well. So just to point yes. out there, it is confidential. So, you know, yes. um, people are worried about their safety often if there's DV or something like that involved. Yes, sorry, I'm right. sorry for interrupting. Sorry, carry on. Yes, but that's something that we recognise. There may be mm. issues that, um, that maybe you can't resolve fully, but there are ways with working with a financial counsellor that can speak with the bank at a higher level financial institution and advocate strongly for people but it also can be that you're not getting on and you can't speak to that person for whatever reason the options to deal with these debts as i said before can take longer and the financial council will be with you through that time the good news is that financial institution and creditors um, are now more open to resolve these type of situations where there's non-communication and one party is wanting to resolve the situation. Or um, it is maybe it is that you might have to look at other options and that may be moratoriums, debt agreements or something like that in that relation. But it will be part of the options and there will be other options as well when you're speaking to the financial counsellor. The key thing is to make contact with the financial counsellor or National Debt Helpline as early as possible. Mm -hmm. Early is a good thing. I know it's very, could be scary to contact and say, well, I have clients um, calling or callers call and just say, everything's gone wrong. It's all, it's hopeless. I really don't know where to start. But there is a beginning and it might be just that communication and looking at your options and getting that support that's needed in, through the community. And often there is a good resolve. It might not be two months down the track, it might be six months down the track. But in the scheme of things, we all know how quickly six months goes. Mm. You know, you just, you just bought Easter and you're now thinking, oh, I've got six weeks. Oh, Christmas. don't. <laughs> the Christmas trees are already in the shops, I understand. And, <laughs> And I'm not trying to simplify. I fully understand, you know, the stresses, that financial hardship, not being able to resolve things, feeling you're not being heard. So um, all of those things are very stressful. So I wasn't belittling that time frame, but it is it yeah. is a time frame and it can be resolved. Uh, the national just knowing you're going in the right direction is a good feeling. Yes. Even if it's slowly, you're moving forward, that's a good thing. Yes, that's right. And it's not um, endless and it's not out of your control. There is control. It's mm -hmm. just giving you a breathing time to get back control and make decisions on the options that suit your situation. And the National Debt Helpline can give templates to, and give you tips on budgeting, where you might be able to change things in your budget, mm -hmm. where you might be able to negotiate lower repayments over extended period, weighing interest. 
Banks are offering a lot of um, new types of moratoriums and they understand that sometimes not both parties are communicating with them and if you are the party communicating with them then they will look at your options that you know you present with maybe yourself or with the financial council so i can give you examples of this um a client if you've got the time lucy we've got the time yeah we have got time for what one example if we could thank you the single parent um recently separated uh joint debts a large mortgage the other party was not communicating with her or with the bank. The client herself was going through a medical issue and requiring treatment. She did have some assets and um, she was able to sell. What we could do for her was to offer a full and final settlement for those uh, unsecured debts, which all banks accepted. Mm. We were able to go to the bank and speak at a higher level within the bank. Sometimes it's not just a hardship area, you may need to go to managers. And they agreed to separate the mortgage. They agreed that um, for the client without the permission of the other party, and that there are rules around that, I'm probably not getting into that, mm. but um, with the banking requirements, legal requirements, but they did separate them. the mortgage, property sold, they waived the balance of the debt owed um, by the client that was communicating with them. They pursued the other party for the balance of any debt on the other side. Mm. The client was able to undergo her treatment. It was lovely that it all worked well for her. She was uh, working full time at the time. She had some time off to, for treatment. And then she was able to return to full-time work and her and her children were able to um, rent a property and re-establish themselves because she was fairly young and um, had time to re-establish and she was looking to buy a unit maybe two years in two years time so just a quick there was a lot more involved and that that case took probably eight months to resolve so but it was a good outcome. So for people listening if you're sitting at home and thinking i haven't got a solution i don't know what to do there you go. This lady that, that was helped by the National Debt Helpline, she could still be sitting at home thinking, oh my goodness, what shall I do? I don't want to talk to her. I know about it. I'm going to bury my head in the sand, which is totally understandable. But there are solutions out there. And thank you, Deborah, for sharing that one with us, because it's great to hear of, of real life things that you can do for us. And I wish we had a little bit more time so we could hear more, but we, we, are, we are running out. So what I'm going to ask you to do, if you wouldn't mind, is very kindly tell our listeners where they can go to get more information or to make contact with the wonderful National Debt Helpline. Well, call 1-800-007-007. That's your first step. Call the National Debt Helpline. They can refer you to a face-to-face -face financial counselling if that's required in your area and give you options of a couple even, or do a software referral within agencies. We're across the nation and all of us are compassionate, friendly people. Again, the number 1-800-007-007. Mm -hmm. 
brilliant and i shall make sure that yeah i'll have when i put this podcast up onto the website i'll make sure that number's on there and i'll also make sure there's a link that's going through to the national debt helpline website as well so thank you for sharing that information with us deborah Um, we're so very lucky in australia to have a service like the national debt helpline um I feel so, so grateful that it's something, as I say, that I can't share enough. And I mention it to as many people as I can in my job of helping single mums move forward with their lives. So thank you, Deborah, for sharing um, the details of it all with us today. (laughs) Um, You've given up your precious time and I know you're a busy lady and you've shared your knowledge and expertise. um, And I, I can't thank you enough. You're welcome, Lucy. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> yep, you, she, uh, Deborah's waiting, tapping her fingers next to the phone, waiting to hear yes, from the single yes, moms. <laughs> In any minute now, there'll be a barrage of phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> to all the single mums listening, if debt is a worry in your world, I really do hope that this podcast has encouraged you to take that first tentative step and reach out for support because that's exactly what the National Debt Helpline's for. So head to their website, give them a call and start your journey to a more controlled, happier, successful financial life. Um, I can guarantee that your future self and your kids are gonna thank you for it. And remember, if you've not visited my website, beanstalkmums.com.au, make sure you do. Not only will you find more podcasts like this, but there's heaps of other wonderful resources for your single mother journey. And you can chat to me anytime on our anonymous single mum forum or the single mum vine Facebook group, which are all also reached through the website. Um, and one final point before we leave you, if this podcast has helped you, and I truly hope it has, please take just 30 seconds to rate and review it because the more reviews we can get, the easier the podcasts are to find by other single mums who need support, guidance and companionship on their single mother journeys. Until next time, ladies, goodbye.